Welcome to Beggars Now, our weekly podcast. My name is Aurelia Rauch and a very warm welcome to my guest today, to Till Christian Budelmann. Hi Till. Hi Aurelia. I'm particularly delighted to welcome you today for the first time as our Chief Investment Officer. Congratulations. That's very kind. Till, what are we here to talk about today? Yeah, I would like to speak with you about market fundamentals. Okay. You know, we spoke so much about politics uh, last year, but today it should be all about macroeconomics and micro data. And as you know, Aurelia, we have just updated our Bergos calls for the rest of the year. Right, of course. So I should be in pretty good shape to answer all your questions about all the different regions and our respective growth projections. Wonderful. Let's dive right in. So probably going to start with macro, I assume. That's right. Let's go. And um, yeah, although the COVID-19 situation is currently dampening the mood of many individuals, including myself, by the way, mm. um, the global economic outlook for 2021 remains promising. Mm -hmm. However, the outlook varies by region. And once again, the economic outlook for the United States is much more favorable than for Europe. Mm -hmm. In some European economies, the coronavirus measures will probably lead to a dark winter, mm. also with regards to the data. And for the full year 2021, we now anticipate economic growth of 4% in the Eurozone as compared to a forecast of 4.5 um, not long ago. And we have to keep in mind that the Eurozone's GDP contracted by 7% last year. Mm -hmm. In the Eurozone overall, economic output will remain well below the pre-crisis level. And with our projections, we remain below the consensus of the most relevant economists. The same can be said about the situation regarding the development in Germany, mm -hmm. still obviously the most important country in the Eurozone and probably also in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, according to our forecast, Germany will experience economic growth of 3.5% in 2021 after a 5.5% drop in 2020. However, the forecast for individual European countries, especially outside the Eurozone, vary widely. Switzerland and Sweden, for example, will probably make up nearly all the decline in economic output of 2020, mm -hmm. which had not been as severe uh, in the first place. And yeah, we think they will make up yeah, all the decline over the course of this year. And uh, the United Kingdom, on the other hand, will remain well below the pre-crisis level at the end of the year. Um, as you know, the UK suffered a significant drop right. of 10% yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good overview over um, Europe, too. But it looks like it's going to be hard to get over the 2020 problems and issues caused. But if we're looking towards America, you kind of signaled that that's a bit of a different picture there. Exactly. Uh, the economic outlook in the United States is much different. Mm -hmm. After a 3.5% contraction in 2020, which was, by the way, only half as bad as in the Eurozone, yeah. percentage-wise, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we think the U.S. economy will expand by around 6% in 2021. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy number, 6% GDP growth. Right. And uh, the United States should be able to recover 
from the coronavirus-induced decline in economic output already by roughly the middle of the year. Um, and I know this view is much more optimistic than the market consensus, mm -hmm. but we think we have good reasons to be optimistic. And if that's okay, I would elab elaborate a little bit on that. Please, yes. Um, we believe uh, the massive coronavirus aid package announced by the new U.S. President Joe Biden will lead to a boost to economic growth. Mm. And Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen even said last Sunday, I don't know whether you caught that, uh, she said that the U.S. could reach full employment next year mm. if Congress passes Biden's stimulus plan. Mm -hmm. And we expect Congress to pass Biden's stimulus plan. Mm. Moreover, U.S. residents saved part of last year's aid payments and these deferred savings will now be plowed into consumption. And uh, besides the scope of government aid measures, the U.S. has a key advantage compared to Europe that lockdown measures were and are less severe and that vaccinations are proceeding at a much faster pace. Right, yeah. This should help. And last but not least, the United States like Asia too, is strongly positioned in structurally favored sectors such as technology and communications, which actually experienced faster growth mm -hmm. over the last year. Mm. So they're growing faster during times of crisis. Yeah. And this helps and the states are strongly positioned in these sectors and subsectors. And I mentioned Asia. China still shows the strongest absolute numbers with regard to our 2021 growth projections. But we all know that we have to take these numbers with a grain of salt. Sure, yeah. Well, that's generally very positive until you know that I always appreciate positive notes. However, we should not turn a blind eye to the fact that we are still living in Corona times. Absolutely. You are absolutely right, Aurelia. It must always be kept in mind that our forecasts are currently subject to a major uncertainty factor. And that's uh, obviously the progression of the coronavirus situation and especially the adverse economic impact of the respective government measures. Yes, of course. Um, so shall we now turn to micro? Yes. Um, in our opinion, the generally positive macroeconomic outlook that I just laid out provides a solid foundation for equity markets. Mm -hmm. But just as important will be the microeconomic development at the level of individual companies. The equity markets in its function as a huge discounting machine, uh, you have heard this term before. I have indeed. <laughs> um, has already charged ahead. In the United States, for example, the equity market retraced the COVID-19 dip long ago. Um, it's probably an understatement to call it a dip. Yeah. But all I want to say is that equity prices are now step substantially higher than pre-corona. And the market has not been faced by the massive decline in corporate earnings. The numbers for the fourth quarter are not all in yet, but corporate earnings in the United States are expected to have fallen by almost 15% in 2020. Mm -hmm. And in the Eurozone, the decline could actually be almost 40%. Mm. So the, the key question now is, will companies actually deliver in 2021 as expected or even better than expected? Okay, and are there signals already? According to our analysis, the current reporting season for the fourth quarter 
we are still talking about 2020, but obviously we have to go into into the details um, there. And, and they look quite promising. Mm -hmm. Many companies beat profit expectations by a wide margin. The surprise factor, which indicates the average percentage difference between corporate profit and revenue expectations and the actual results. Mm -hmm. And this surprise factor is remarkably higher than average. Whereas average fourth quarter profit growth for companies uh, in the S&P will already be modestly positive compared to the fourth quarter of last year. We anticipate significant year-over-year -year gains beginning in the first quarter of this year. Mm -hmm. And expectations for 2021 profit growth are currently around 24% for U.S. equities and around 30-35% to 35 for European companies. Mm -hmm. These forecasts also make it clear that the United States will more than make up for the coronavirus-induced decline this year, whereas Europe will not regain the pre-crisis profit level by the end of 2021. So we see an almost identical picture, macro versus micro, US versus Europe, which makes sense. Mm. But since the different companies have different revenue exposures, it's not a foregone conclusion. Right. But what does all of that mean for equity markets? What counts for equity markets is not only that profits rise again, but that they rise quickly and strongly enough to fulfill the expectations that are already priced in by market participants. Mm -hmm. And this is my key message uh, today. Earnings growth is a big fundamental question mark for equity markets in 2021. Mm -hmm. Unexpected slow earnings growth would likely create headwinds for equity markets. If our assumptions are incorrect and corporate profits in the United States do not make up for the decline in 2020, equity prices will probably be lower at the end of the year compared mm. to now. Mm -hmm. However, again, this is not the scenario we anticipate. Instead, we see rising equity markets in 2021, probably with some kind of volatility, but nothing compared to 2020. Yeah. Equities are likely to be the most important source of return again in a portfolio in 2021. And next to the estimated significant increase in corporate earnings, we spoke about it, the continued relative attractiveness of equities compared to bonds is a clear plus for mm -hmm. equities, remains a clear plus. In a historical context, equities no longer appear to be undervalued, but they do if you compare them to bonds. And the gap between bond yields and earnings yields of equities is still above average. And talking about caps, while we continuously preferred large caps until Q4 of last year, we now see good opportunities for equities of all market capitalizations. Mm -hmm. And regionally, and that would be my final point today, okay. we stick with our year-end calls. U.S. equities will probably continue to outperform European equities. And we take an extremely positive view uh, of emerging markets, especially in Asia. Mm -hmm. And for this reason, we hold positions in Chinese, South Korean and Taiwanese equities in our globally orientated mandates. Wonderful. Thank you, Till, for this overview. Thank you. And let me just quickly plug your market commentary, because for everybody who would like to dive a little bit deeper into this subject and into the 
points just discussed. Um, Till's regular market commentary was just released this week and you can find it on our website, either just on our homepage or directly at www.bergos.ch slash Budelmann. That's Till's blog and there you are. Um, all his market commentaries can be found there. Okay, Till, thank you very much. I wish you a wonderful weekend. I wish you a wonderful weekend. And thank you very much for listening. As always, a pleasant weekend, a successful week, and we look forward to hearing you next Friday at Bagos Now. Bye-bye.